Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. My name is Tony T, and this is that place where all the nerds come together to do their nerdy, nerdy dance. Uh, this is the Nerd of Godcast. Uh, we are so glad to have you with us tonight. Uh, tonight is a very special night. It is Wednesday, October 21st, 2015. Uh, somehow this has become a, a nationally renowned day, uh, thanks to the adventures and exploits of one Marty McFly. Uh, it's Back to the Future Day, and we're going to be talking about the future a little bit, but I'm not going to do it on my own. With me, as always, is producer Steve-O. Hey, everybody. What's up? Steve-O, how's it going, man? It's going great. Now, how are you uh, experiencing this day? This is like the culmination of a lifelong dream for you. It's it's like waking up on Christmas morning and getting everything that you wanted for Christmas. Except for <laughs> Pepsi Perfect. Except for, yeah, it's sold out. Yeah, Don't they did. Uh, Steven, yeah. you are one of the biggest Back to the Future fans, if not the biggest Back to the Future fan I know. Um, answer the question that's on all of our minds right now. Yes. Uh, are you wearing your Calvin Klein underwear? I plead the fifth on that. Very good. <laughs> Plizzied the fifth. Uh, moving around the table, we have with us player three, the lovely Tori Line. Hi, everybody. Tori, what's uh, new in your neck of the woods? Nothing. Yeah, nothing is new. All right. Everything is pretty okay. much the same. There's a lot to be said for consistency, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Move it on. <laughs> moving. Uh, drop, drop a nugget of wisdom on us, Tori. Give us, give oh, us some man. insight into the, the beauty of the artist's mind. Oh, dear. Uh, don't put off having your daily caffeine until 9 o'clock at night. You will get a headache. That's right. Dogs and cats living together. Yeah. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. And uh, moving to player four, the one, the only, the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. What up, everybody? What, what's up? Now, now, Neff, did I miss something? Did, did you somehow... Uh, Inherit a kingdom? Did you win the Game of Thrones? What's going on there? No, man, I just got some chicken fries. <laughs> <laughs> Neff, Neff has come in uh, like the the royal man he is. I'm seriously, even Lord is writing songs about you. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen a Neffy in the flames. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> Neff is wearing a Burger King crown, and uh, I tell you what, if if there was a Burger Kingdom, I, you'd have my vote. Oh, thank you. Thanks, man. I mean, I tell you what, Mayor McCheese. He's just a waffler. You know, he's... Uh, Neff 2020. 2020. Neff 2020. Very good. It's uh, you and Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye! Oh, I don't know. I think I, I think I think I might vote for Kanye just, oh. for, the, just for the Saturday Night Live sketches. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are honored to have with us on the Nerd of God cast tonight a very, very special guest, a, uh, an absolute legend of ministry and a very, very good friend um, from, well, I, I say from... Uh, from Georgia, but by way of the great state of Indiana, the frozen tundra, um, we have with us state youth director and pastor Josh Martin. J Mart, how you doing, man? Hootie, who? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we now that we've opened the no limit soldiers uh, cachet, it's all all uh, all bets are off. Uh, thank you so much for being with us, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, my name is Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. <laughs> and uh, not only am I uh, a lifelong fan of Nerd of God. All <laughs> right. <laughs> All five episodes. It's very good. <laughs> but since its inception, uh, I've I wanted to be a a, a uh, I was going to say member. 
don't say a member. I guess Participant? I am a, a, a member of a Nog member. <laughs> you're part yeah, of the Nog, Nog squad. squad. Yeah. yeah. Is that why you're Nog's wearing that members only jacket? It's not just Back to the Future Day. It's like that's for you. You're part of the team. I thought that was a prerequisite. And, well, I mean, I'm wearing mine. Uh, <laughs> so, but I always wanted to be a participant. Well, yeah, you know, and, and actually, there in some ways, and the, the, the cast here, the crew doesn't even know, uh, Josh has uh, sent some different ideas and some different things that I've kind of stored away in, in memory alpha. Uh, and one of them I have held on to for tonight. So you've got a little uh, Pastor J-Mart-inspired surprise coming right. your way, uh, yeah. which I'm really, really excited about. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to remind to all of our listeners, if you haven't had a chance yet to connect with us on social media, you can visit us on the Twitter at Nerd of Godcast. You can hang out with us on Facebook at Nerd of Godcast. You can even email us, uh, nerdofgodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our uh, very awesome 1998's best nerdofgodcast.com website, which we'll be changing <laughs> soon to a blog format so you can hear about our thoughts, All opinions, right. ideas, and other Tumblr-esque inspirations. Uh, so connect with us. The conversation doesn't have to end when the episode goes off the air. Uh, so get out there and be a part. We've also got some other things that you can connect with. We, we've done some live trivia on there. Uh, we're going to be giving away some more prizes. In fact, tonight we are going to uh, randomly pick one of our new Twitter followers, Ooh. and we are going to give them a prize, something from the Nerd of God stash, and the people rejoiced. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, our random Twitter <laughs> follower of the week who is going to be walking away with a cool prize is at, oh, I can't read French. Oh, I'm in trouble. Fate de Toil. It's Alexandria Marica. Alexandria Marica, one of our newer Twitter followers. Uh, you have just won a prize from the Nerd of God stash. Everyone, give her a big woo woo. Woo woo. There it is. So uh, you're you're a big winner tonight. Uh, we will message you on the social media and get your contact information. We're gonna put something in the mail for you, uh, so you get some cool swag. So congratulations. Uh, we've also got a lot of other things that are going to be happening. Uh, so please stay connected with us on the social media. That's what it's there for. Uh, you can even hang out with us on Periscope from time to time. In fact, I believe we might be Periscoping uh, momentarily tonight at the end Ooh. of the evening. Just, uh, But you won't know about it because it will already be in the past. And uh, which brings us to kind of our talk tonight, because to it back. is Back to the Future Day. Yeah. We're going to be uh, taking a trip through time. We're going to be moving around backwards, forwards, upside down. We're going to double back as long as we get back in time. So uh, that's our conversation tonight. There's no better time to do it than, uh, than tonight on our Nerd of God cast Back to the Future Day episode. We're going to open up with a conversation called What If. Uh, do you guys ever remember reading What If comics? Did you, anybody yes. ever? You read What yes. If? Uh, there, there's a character in the Marvel Universe, Uatu. He's the Watcher. The Watcher. Yeah, he's yeah. like a kind of a toga-wearing, giant, bald head, head baby <laughs> yeah. guy who... No, no. Glass houses, man. Not throwing rocks. Uh, we, uh, U Uatu, I guess, lives on the moon and watches all of the events of mankind unfold. And uh, you know that some serious stuff is going down when uh, he shows up to watch up close. So if yep. Galactus oh, yeah. is coming your way, Uatu's going to have a ringside seat. Uh, but he would always present these comic books that are what if. So it's like, what if you had this key moment in the Marvel Universe? What if the black suit would have consumed Spider-Man, consumed mm -hmm. Peter Parker? Or what if all the Fantastic Four had the same power? A exactly. What so if you, Deadpool killed the Marvel Universe? I think, yeah. So so we have all these different what if scenarios. So I'm going to present you guys with a what if tonight. This is for our Nerd of Godcast crew and our special guest, J-Mart. If you had the ability to hop into the DeLorean, hop into the, uh, the TARDIS, hop into... Bill and Ted's phone booth 
and uh, travel through time. You can go anywhere you want to go. Uh, will you please tell me where you're going, when you're going, and why you're going? Best answer gets a gold star. And uh, eeny, meeny, miny, yo, Steven, you're up first. Oh, way to put the pressure on me. It's all you, buddy. <sighs> all right, I got to gotta think about this for a second because I think about this way too much and there's a lot of different answers. You only get one, man. There's only one canister of plutonium. Oh, what? That means I can't come back. Well, then, then you better make it good. <laughs> you better make it good. Oh, man. <laughs> Is there going to be synthetic underwear? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just got really weird. It's really nice when you make the spot for me to insert the crickets later. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Steven, where are you going? Uh, I don't know. I got to think about it. I make noises. Somebody want to help him out? Someone else want to answer? Well, I think. No, I'm using your t answer time as my chance to think <laughs> of my answer. I, I know where I want to go. See, in Tori's tribe, they don't waste any part of the buffalo. <laughs> no. Well, Neff knows his answer. Neff, where are you going, pal? I'll go back to the 50s. Why not? The 1950s. The 1950s. Like, what? 1955 specifically? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just, the, I mean, some, some, sometime in the 50s. Why the 50s? Because I'm a musician, and there are a lot of musical things that hadn't happened in the 50s, I feel like I could bring that in there. No, wait a stir second. things up a little bit. I thought you were a rapper. I am. They probably have you shot in the fifties. Oh, but I do probably other. I, do, I sing too. I do, I do other stuff. They say, boy, boy. I say, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that young man's got an evil spirit. <laughs> Drag me out. You know, I, I just I feel like it would be really cool if you brought old, like the newer music, to the old people, like the the fifties people, because all they had at that point was, you know. I guess Sinatra, stuff like that. So you're going to go back to Classic the 1950s, stuff. and you're going to take credit for all the songs that have been written subsequent to the 1950s. Exactly. Go, what if God was one of us? Do, 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 do. I would do tub thumping and then just <laughs> blow their mind. And you just, just start singing mind. Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Everyone Wants to Rule the World. <laughs> They're all covers of Neff songs. <laughs> I, I feel like, as a footnote, I just need to address the fact that I, Steven just made a uh, Bioshock Infinite reference. In case that flew over anyone's head, I think it would be frustrating for him if no one picked it up. And, uh, Dami, I've been that for you. It's like, it's like this, is, <laughs> this is Steven's day. It's back to the future. Day. Well, if it is Bioshock Infinite, it's going to fly over everybody's head. So, so you're in the 1950s. Wait, why is that? Bioshock Infinite did really well. See, now this is where we get off on these tangents <laughs> where Steven has to defend flying. his flying game of choice. They're flying in the air. The oh, whole I just saw you. I thought you were so the 1950s the when when communism was was still the bad guy and you could get a good hamburger. Exactly. Great music. Hey, and everything's like a dollar or a nickel. Everything's a dollar. Five dollars for a Corvette or something. And like everything's that. lined in lead. Never mind. Paint. Corvettes didn't exist. But very good. All right. So next in the 1950s, doo doo Stevo, you, have <laughs> you had enough time? Yes. Yes, I have. Where are you going, Bo? Um. Well, my first thought, I wanted to go back to like that. 1800s, like early 1800s, because I just I love that that time frame, or maybe like Civil War era. Well, what's going on in the early 1800s that draws you back there? I just I just like like the history of it, but and, and mostly when I said like it powder early, wigs. When I said early, I meant like 1860, so not that early. So, so you're going Civil so War, after so, the Civil first War, half. yeah, after the first half, <laughs> Civil War era, just you know maybe see Lincoln give a speech. You, you but do then know I that remember, he was not an actual vampire hunter, right? Yeah, it's gonna save Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> but then <laughs> I'll save you, Abe. <laughs> I'll bring you back to the future with me. Everyone will just think you're dead. Um, no, but then I remembered that San Dimas High School football rules. Exactly. <laughs> but then I remembered that their bathroom usage wasn't uh, amazing back then. <laughs> well, then and you I don't can't go anywhere like past 1940. There's no bathroom usage. Well, then I decided I want to go to the 1920s. The 1920s. Mm -hmm. 
hanging out with uh, Al Capone or no I just I really like the style that they had back then like at least at least how everybody dressed but it's also kind of like the beginning emerging of film mm-hmm. so I like to kind of mm-hmm. go and just witness that and it's cool and, and obviously you can't like maybe I'm the guy that has the phone like that, that big conspiracy theory oh yeah but no <laughs> I just it's, just it's just that era just kind of interest, interests me and you know the beginning of kind of like I like the old timey like 1940s style music and that's kind of when it started that, that whole in the 1920s well the style it was perfect I'm an old 40s. man I'm waiting for the 40s music I picked the wrong year uh, it's really cool when you look back at pictures I think of people from the early part of the 20th century because even like lowly and, and, and not well to do people were still dressed like what we would think like that guy's a gangster right now man he's got like his fedora on and his suit his jacket his tie his suspenders he's looking really good it's like what's he doing he's, he's a butcher oh okay <laughs> not going to do anything glamorous but like man Hello, that, guy, <laughs> that guy today man he'd be like peaky blinders and stuff exactly. like that so so tori i, I think i'm like all the times i'd like to visit i probably couldn't because i'd like be subjugated to some thing because i'm female so you can't well because you have blue hair that too say. i'd be like a witch you'd fit well in you fit in well in the 80s yeah i don't like the 80s Whoa! 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 Some of, some of the best things came out of the eighties. Yeah, Back to the Future. And you know what? That's awesome, and it can stay there. But I don't want to visit it. I'm thankful that the eighties happened. I'd like them to not happen again. Oh, so there we go. But Ronald Reagan. He was also really great. Okay, I like him. The Nintendo I Entertainment like. System. But I I wanted to stay there. Okay, so where where are you going then? I don't know. I. Assuming, assuming that you you had some kind of immunity from pre-suffrage conditions, I'd like to visit the Renaissance in Italy. Okay, like to see all the great artists and everything. So and Tori, the Tori and goes stuff. back in time. Suddenly, we're at the Louvre, and the Mona Lisa has blue hair. Oh my goodness, that'd be awesome! I'd love to visit the Louvre. <laughs> For some reason, she's and wearing Versailles. a kale shirt. Ah, oh, shut up, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked. I learned like in art history. I like learning about all the pretty architecture and stuff, and I'd like to visit it. At some point, but I'd also like to visit it when it was like in its heyday. When it was big new. and pretty. And I was new. reading an article the other day. Uh, if you go back to ancient Greece, when we see these amazing statues and these, you know, white marble sculptures, when they were first made, they were painted. And they were painted these weird, tacky, audacious colors, oh, yeah. like straight up dollar store versions really? of like, yeah. oh, yeah. If you, and, and I'm like, I'm really glad that for our sake that the the paint has worn off because it's all like white and pretty. Yeah, it's all white and pretty. It looks what, very classy. I wonder what Michelangelo's David was really painting. Well, I don't. I think that we're know. going back to like the ancient Greeks. I don't. Oh, I think not, David was never painted. Oh, she was talking about. No. I don't know. David might have. No, you're right. Pastel blue were like, and pink. But you're talking so like about, when you see the eyes. Like if you does art history geek stuff. If you see the eyes and like they have like raised irises and stuff yeah. it's all very detailed like that was colored and it was probably some crazy color because they all have bug eyes so like <laughs> these huge statues staring down at you with like huge and colored eyes Moses crazy. with the goat horns exactly I am Zeus I stare at the <laughs> you're freaking me out Zeus <laughs> so so Josh where, where are you going if you're, you're hopping in the time time machine where, where are you headed to well, I was a little concerned there for a moment because uh, you guys started dissing on the 80s. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to like... 80s would be like a, a number two for me. Yeah, that's exactly where I would go would be the yeah. 80s. And, and the main reason for that is because I didn't enjoy it like I would have wanted to when I lived it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, Fair enough. And I love all things 80s now. Yeah. Um, but the, the 80s so defined um, what this podcast is about. That, that was the heyday of my nerdiness oh yeah and uh 
And it, in the 80s, it wasn't cool to be a nerd. No, no. It wasn't. Not even not through, like not even through most of the 90s. And it was and, and it was painful at times. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Wedgies around every corner. And, and so I would love to go back just to be able to enjoy what I missed. Yeah, yeah. And hey, you can always invest in Apple. That's what I'm saying. I'm going back and taking all my Transformers. Ooh. It's like, son, I, listen, <laughs> you don't appreciate them the way I do. I'm taking them back to the 2000s. <laughs> just go. Just write down the word eBay and see me in 30 years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That see, Josh makes a really good point. You got you go back to the place. I love the '80s, and I would I would really appreciate the opportunity to go back there, and see the culture and see it from a, a point of view that was not from a child's point of view, but actually appreciate a really wonderful time in the world. Um, and I, I I knew if I had to to place my guess that you were going back to the '80s, and here's why. I'll never forget the morning that I walked into to to the Bible study hour at uh, Church of God Youth Camp. And I see Pastor Jmart wearing a full leather Michael Jackson's Thriller suit. <laughs> that is that is something that only a true child of the '80s can appreciate. Josh, can I borrow that? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it, it's not real leather, just so you know. It is pleather. It is that's, pleather. It's good. That's and uh, and unfortunately, sweating. it has the the chub rub that's already occurred. <laughs> hey, you're so. gonna need to powder up real good before you <laughs> hop in there, because it will ride up on you and, and it stays right up. So. Uh, very good. Well, great answers all the way around. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and give the nod, uh, honestly, to Pastor J-Mart, to, to Josh. I think that was a fantastic answer. He rocked it. And one that, right. that came from the wellspring of the heart. So, Did you guys notice that each one of our answers, like the, the, the cast answers, were based on what we were really into? Like, I did music. Steven ended up doing movies, which I, I think he's really into for sure. And then Tori went to art. And, and then, then Josh went back to the 80s. To the 80s. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, I would actually go back and just to test one theory, and I know I'm not really part of this the, the what-if uh, competition here, but uh, I just want to test a theory. And if I had a time machine, I would absolutely go back and find Jesus just to see if he could understand me when I'm speaking to him in English. Dude. I just want, I just want to like have Jesus up there, and he's like, you know, Baruch Atach, you know, and he's speaking to people in Hebrew, he's speaking in Aramaic, and then just be like, Hey Jesus, what's up? And then Jesus stops and he's like, "You're not supposed to be here." <laughs> what are you doing? What are Tony, you doing? Go back to go back, my son. <laughs> like, go back. <laughs> uh, so let's let's go ahead and take a pause right now. Uh, we want to keep our Nerd of Godcast listeners up to the minute on the newest things that are going on out there. And there is nothing that a nerd loves better than updates of the hot topic issues of the day. So we're turning it over to a new segment that we're calling. Nef News. Hello, everybody. My name is Neff, and here's the news in nerd culture today. Is that Comic Sans, young man? Why did you use Comic Sans? It's hey, terrible. hey, hey. This is his segment. <laughs> Calm yourself. Is the next page on Papyrus? You know what I was going to say. Page <laughs> <laughs> three is all bleeding cowboy. You better believe. <laughs> and, then the, and then the fourth one is Magneto. I hate Helvetica. I love Magneto. <laughs> Ariel is the worst. I'm sorry. Believe. I'm chewing ice during I did Comic Sans on purpose, okay? Because it's about comic books. It's a fun-loving one. Exactly. Hello everybody, my name is Neff, and here's the news in nerd culture this week. In video game news, up, down, left, right, A, B, select, stop. Sources said this week that the video game company Konami has issued a statement concerning their relationship with Metal Gear series creator Hideo Kojima, saying that they have not parted ways and fired Kojima as previously rumored, but that he is simply, quote, on vacation. (laughs) 
Speculate. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh out loud at that, but really, Konami? I didn't get to my joke yet. Oh, please, I'm <laughs> sorry. There's a joke. There's a joke for every single one. I'm sorry, excuse me. Now, now we know. It's our first time. We start, still trying to get the cadence down. Speculative reports say the creator may be on a cruise with Richard Nixon, Eric Stoltz, and the cast of The Celebrity Apprentice. That was the joke? <laughs> <laughs> In TV and movie news, Monkey See, Monkey Smash... Godzilla vs. King Kong was confirmed by Warner Brothers and Legendary Pictures this week and is set to release in 2020, starring the monsters from the 2014 Godzilla film and King Kong from the new movie Kong Skull Island, which is set to release in 2017. This movie will join many other great movie fights, such as Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, Rocky vs. Apollo Creed, Alien vs. Predator, and Taylor Swift vs. Kanye West. <laughs> and what do all these wait, wait, have... Wait, wait, now. I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> <laughs> and what do all of these have in common? They will all be eclipsed at the box office by Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> in comics news, Old Wolverine, new tricks... Marvel's all-new series, Old Man Logan Number 1, is set to release January of 2016. Wait, what? They're yes. doing an Old Man Logan series? That, that's what it said. What? Was it just a one-shot before? I said. loved Old Man Logan. They're, they're oh, coming out with I'm so one. sorry. That I, that just touches me right in my heart. <laughs> right in my adamantium-coated heart. <laughs> it follows an alternate universe version of the character Wolverine from 50 years into the future, who has endured many hardships in his life and universe, but ends up back in time in the main Marvel Universe. This comic is great if you've always wondered what would happen if an adamantium skeleton got arthritis. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens when Wolverine tries not to tear his adult diaper when fighting. Oh. <laughs> and this has been... Neff News. So let's let's talk about this. You, you mentioned the Star Wars movie coming out. Um, I, I was going to wait until the end, but uh, I, I just wanted to uh, to share a real neat surprise with you guys. Um, as a way to say thank you for being the Nerd of Godcast crew, uh, I pre-ordered tickets for the Nerd of Godcast to go see Star Wars on really? opening day. What opening day or opening night at midnight? O- opening day. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know what your schedules are like the night before the next day, and uh, we have Bible no, study I'm, I'm on Thursday off, night. I'm off. That's that's Christmas. Right? December eighteenth. What is that? Friday, December eighteenth. Okay. So we've got uh, we have got reserved seats at the uh, Cobb Theater downtown. Really? To go Those see some nice seats. So should we ask for the days off? So uh, nice. I'll give you guys all your ticket information so you can plan accordingly. But uh, congratulations Whoa. on uh, <laughs> on Godcast. Can we can we do Thank like a marathon so beforehand oh of the original trilogy? Watch all of them. The original trilogy. The original trilogy, of course. We, we, we don't. Oh, yeah. We, we, we don't need me to... not with your prequels. Um, we can at least watch episode six as a flashback. Tori, Tori is waiting for me to answer. Her her, her eyes are bulging and her we, jaw agape. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's yes! do, let's do a little movie marathon. Yay! Um, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm not making any promises. I don't want to write any checks that I can't cash. But Stephen has been uh, clamoring for us to do a, uh, a, a an episode while watching a movie. <gasps> And it might be the time for us to. Uh, oh, to do, do you mean little, yeah. like Mystery Science Theater like a little, 3000? Like MST3K action. Uh, oh, man. As long as I don't have to be. Uh, but we don't have to make fun of it. We can <laughs> treat it with respect. Cruel. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, congratulations, guys, on uh, five episodes in the can. Good job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you from uh, from my heart to yours. Thank uh, you. May the force be with you. Are we yes. oh. Are we going to talk about the trailer? Oh. I talked about the trailer. Have you listened to the... Uh, I did. But I, did. I said, are we going to talk let, about Let me tell you, I, I wanted to watch that thing so bad. And I said, I don't want to watch it because I can't stand more... I don't want to see anything. And you didn't give in. 
No, I watched. I, no, no, it. I watched it. I totally watched it. I mean, he, it was low. It was loading. <laughs> I watched and it he's, immediately. <laughs> it's yeah, loading. It, he's like, I don't want to see this, but I can't stop I, it now. Yeah. They it's didn't. They didn't give too much away. That was the good thing. It, it was, was beautifully done. I'm never gonna watch another trailer though because they might <laughs> no, no, spoil. Yeah, the rest. I, and they get they get. But JJ Abrams does yeah. pretty well. JJ's very good about not spoiling his stuff. Yeah, like trailers. in Five A, you mentioned Cloverfield. A Cloverfield, and, which yeah. Stephen and I sat in my office and did those for, dumb Cloverfield web games for all day. For for I mean a whole day. Yeah, it was great. And we got real deep. <laughs> we really, really did. It was like the movie was like, uh, like a like a five out of ten, but the the online game for the movie was like a ten out of ten. Oh, it was fantastic. How, how, how was the new segment? Uh, fantastic, Neff. Great job, man. I, I appreciate it. We guys, uh, no, we'll, real quick, we'll go around the table and vote. There's three of you guys. Do we get a thumbs up or a thumbs down for Neff news? All right, we got two thumbs. Oh, oh all the way up. Two Very nice. Way, <laughs> way Josh up. Martin I'm gives not a, you. I'm not a leading lady. <laughs> Josh, our loyal listener, J Mart. Uh, so speaking of, of J-Mart, um, we have got a segment that's coming up now called the House of Ideas. Yeah. And it was a few weeks ago that uh, – <laughs> <laughs> he's fangirling on us. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, J-Mart sent me a message and said, uh, I have an idea for, for your House of Ideas segment. And I said, okay. And he, he explained to me what it was. And I said, that's great. I'm putting it in my back pocket. Never did I dream that he would be in the studio with us to be a part of this segment – Never did I dream. No, it's my dream. Never in your dream <laughs> did we ever conceive that it would happen on today of all days. So, uh, Josh, do you remember the question that you posed to me? I believe that the idea was what would Back to the Future 4 look like? Oh, goodness. So you guys are going to have five minutes on the clock for the House of Ideas to come up with a concept and pitch – Back to the Future Four to me. Everybody cool on that? Yeah. So yeah. We got it. We're going characters. We're going uh, themes. We're going plots. We're going times and locations. Uh, make this thing work, and we're gonna make this a bigger hit than Back to the Future Three ever could dream of. Huh. Feeling good? Sure. Yes. All right. Five minutes are on the clock. Welcome to the House of Ideas. Your grandkids, Marty. Something has to be done about your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone somewhere out there is gonna at least try and make it a post-apocalyptic movie because that's such a theme lately, and then it'll be shot down and gone. Okay, I guess we're shooting down post-apocalyptic Back to the Future. I don't think I don't think it's very funny because like Back to the Future is funny. Well, they did the the Dark 1985 already. I think you know Tannen's Pleasure that's Palace. True. I think I think a perfect one would be that it's seen through the eyes of Jules and Vern. Okay. Oh, see, I, I would have said you'd seen through the eyes of Marty Jr. See, but if you do a Marty Jr., do you have Michael J. Fox play him? No. You have the homeboy that did his voice in uh, Back to the Future of the Game. AJ, whatever his last name is. So, so what about Marlene McFly? Mar- oh, no, no, she's, she's in college. Okay. What, is, what is Eric Stoltz doing nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> Alternate universe Marty. Well, that's what it is. Eric Stoltz comes back and he plays Calvin Klein. Okay. So what, what's happening? Where are we going? What's the what's the, the threat? What's the situation? What's the gray sports almanac? First thing that comes to mind is uh, somehow, obviously, you know, something ensues that involves Marty Jr. going back in time. But instead of going back in time and like messing up Marty meeting Jennifer, because they've already kind of done that with Marty McFly himself, he goes back in time and he messes up Marty meeting Doc. 
So putting that, putting okay. na, putting not only his future in, in jeopardy, but putting the entire series, the entire series, like whatever Marty does, will ra- unravel everything that happened, and almost kind of be like a whole, you know, can you go back in time and kill your grandfather kind of thing? How could he go back in time if he never had Marty and Doc meet to perfect the DeLorean? So you're going back, similar to how two went back and, and reshot scenes from one from different angles. You're talking about going back and, and undoing the entire franchise. Yeah. So you'd go back, maybe let's say have, I mean, Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis have kind of said that, and they're going to do it in the comics. It actually comes out today. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I wanted to go to Coliseum of Comics today and pick up that comic book. Um, <laughs> Coliseum, we could use a sponsor if you if you love us. Oh my us, goodness. Please. But uh, they're gonna they're gonna address it in the in the comic books. But they basically say that you know Marty's playing around one day. He stumbles into Doc's lab and breaks something or something like that. I'm not exactly sure because they haven't released it yet. And you know Doc has Marty like kind of work off to kind of fix it, pay for whatever he broke, and then they kind of develop a relationship. And then he hires him on like part time to like clean up the lab and help with some experiments. And that's what sparks their relationship. Okay. Neff, what do you think? I, li- I like where I like I like where you're going with this, Stephen. I like it a lot. You know, I could see a lot of things happening. Maybe he gets intertwined with Biff and ruins the whole thing. I mean, obviously that's been done before, but I mean, you could figure something out where that you know, even the third move, you could even figure out maybe he tries to go back farther, try and fix what he did then, but he ends up going back to the third third movie or something like that, and then ruins that or tries to fix that. Maybe he has to stand in for his father. Or something like that in the third movie to make sure that it all works out or something. Just for like a little bit. Don't like remake the third movie with Marty Jr. But I mean, maybe he has to stand in at certain parts for his father because he messed up certain parts. Isn't that what they did in Back to the Future 2 just in reverse? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> did you see Back to the Future 2? It's been a while. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then you're out. Uh, Tori? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, like... I. This is kind of Steven's jam. Each of the, yeah, I mean, he had... I like, I like the idea of, of kind of taking the disaster theme to like a whole new level to like messes up everything because I think that's like a new spin on the old story I guess which is the point um and I think it'd be interesting to see to like to get to know Marty Jr. because he was kind of a screw up and it would it would be like you know the first Marty Sr. I guess was such a hero and, and then to see how the not so hero but you know the, but everybody saw Marty you know the original Marty as a screw up too. We just sort of saw him as a hero because he he we, he knew he was the hero. He was a slacker. But but he was but from from the perspective of other people, Marty was probably no different than his son. Well, but say was it Marty Junior a wimp and then and then he was also uh, what was what was oh and then Marty ended up losing his job in the second one. So like maybe you could put all the all the things going on with Marty Jr in there but the future hasn't yet been written remember the facts uh, went blank yeah yeah and plus Marty never uh never crashed into the Rolls Royce so spo- uh, here you go spoiler alert spoiler. Marty Jr's driving the Rolls Royce what oh, no funny. we're not doing that Josh what do you think man I, I do like the direction that you're going with that here's the one thing that I would ask in this development process is to keep it simple that was what I always appreciated about Back to the Future, mm-hmm. is the simplicity of it. And even when they would, you know, even when it was so simple as just make sure that you don't see yourself, mm-hmm. or the space-time continuum is going to, you know, go haywire. Mm-hmm. So if you went that route with it, just make sure you keep it simple. You don't want to go into this Inception 
cult-like <laughs> universe where it's like, you know, mind-blowing because that's what I appreciated about Back to the Future. It didn't blow your mind. It was believable. Yeah. yeah. Even as insane as it was, it was believable. And I think right. that's where everybody loved it so much was they felt like that he was the everyday guy and this could really happen, you know. It seems like more movies now are kind of getting away from that simple believability and getting into the more complex things. I would I would see that they'd probably have a hard time making a movie uh, more like the original Back to the Future and not making this a little bit more like the butterfly effect. Mm. But I, I don't mind, I like the idea of playing with the nuance of time that something happens and Marty Jr. or whoever has to go back and fix it which changes something else, which means he has to go back and fix something else, and he kind of creates a little bit of a ripple effect that then he spends the rest of the movie chasing and maybe kind of goes back through the 50s and the 80s and maybe even some time kind of in between or beyond, uh, which, you know, could be kind of interesting. So back to the future four. Uh, do we have a Tannen as the villain? I guess so. I mean, it's been done. I just only Tannen at the time. Well, if we do my version, Tannen's gonna have to be Biff, because I don't think he had a child yet or well, at all. In the future, yet there was the he had a grandson. Yeah, but you never Griff. hear about the Griff. 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 So he, Biff could have had a daughter and then had you know, that would have been Griff Tannen. So <laughs> okay, That's not, I had to think through that one for a second. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put my stamp of approval on that. I hope they never make Back to the Future four. <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> It's already, already been said. Very, very cool. Well, thank you, uh, Josh Martin, for submitting that idea um, and for yeah. personally witnessing our creative process fall apart. <laughs> Something it's you know it's just nice to see it from the inside sometimes. Oh yeah, uh, excellent. Everybody feeling now good? Now that you see how the sausage yeah. was made. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the process God. is half the fun. Uh, the process is half <laughs> the fun. Um, let's take a quick uh, quick break to uh, talk about our best thing ever. Uh, this is something yes. I've actually been remiss on mentioning uh, for the past couple weeks. Uh, we we had our last battle that we discussed was Giga Bowser versus Sin. Uh, Sin handily defeated Giga Bowser oh. in our contest, yeah. which brings us to tonight, uh, our contest. You can find this on our social media page or on challenge.com. Uh, the best thing ever is uh, Megazord versus Voltron, Defender oh, of the man. Universe. Not even a competition. Ooh. So here's your uh, here's your battle of the 80s versus uh, versus the 90s. Uh, Steven, uh, help us help our more casual listeners understand who Megazord is. The Megazord is the combination of all of the five Power Rangers Zords put together. Uh, so they come together and they make a Megazord, and then they all control it from the inside. What is a Zord? A Zord, sir, is a kind of animal that in the original series it okay, was the dinosaurs. I just, I just asked a question. <laughs> I, know. You, you I don't do have to drip the rest of your conversation in molasses. I do declare. Quite, I do declare that it's quite fun. Just I got the vapors. Oh, well, Foghorn's here with us. <laughs> I say, boy. I say, boy. Um, okay. Well. Okay. So, what's a Zord, Stephen? The Zord is just a big robotic robot. To be a robotic robot, yes. compared and to is the it other a types bigly of robot? big robotic robot. It's a bigly big robotic robot. No, it's a big robotic animal. In the original Power Rangers, they were all dinosaurs. Yeah, they had Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, not dinosaurs. Those prehistoric animals. And it's a, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. So uh, important it's, that, that people are riding in it. Yes, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a vehicle. So you have like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, Mastodon, so on and so forth. Uh, and then they come together to can, fight. Can the, you say Mastodon on the Nerdigodcast? Yeah. Okay. Um. 
And uh, anyway, so all the all the Zords come together and they form the Megazord, and that's why they all go in and they fight. And the Megazord Big is Maddie. a humanoid robot. Yes. Okay. Uh, Voltron is exactly that same thing. Yeah, I know. Just not as. Good. <laughs> it's just they're lions. They're it's five uh, yeah. large lion robots. Right. Uh, in in which you have uh, young teenagers, and it's a it becomes a a gestalt, which means a uh, a summer a summation of individual parts that becomes greater than the sum of its parts. Uh, as the lions form together, it's the form of hand and arms, hand and arms, feet and legs, and I'll form the head, Voltron. Da, 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 da. Um, the eighties were a wonderful time, Josh. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> yes, they were. I'm riding, riding shotgun in your DeLorean, sir. <laughs> I missed the eighties. I missed. I missed it with the D at the E D at the end. I missed the eighties. Missed it by about five years, sir. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I, man, you know that I'm thinking about. There's so many things from the eighties that I, I just I want to experience again. Candy bars and sodas that they don't make anymore. I want. I want a Pepsi free. You know. Hey, if you want a Pepsi, pal, you got to pay for it. There it is. Uh, <laughs> okay, so basically, you have two of the. They're the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, did the Megazord fight? Pretty much terrestrially, or did it fight in in space as well? It fought in space one time. Okay, well, or just the one time. One time. Uh, one time that I can recall. Voltron in the fought movie. pretty much exclusively in space. Okay. So you know, zero G's. And zero. now, now the monsters that it fought sometimes were formed in space. Okay, well that makes sense. So we've got uh, basically two From identical things. So we're going to see how many people vote on our best thing ever that are '80s kids, and how many of them are '90s kids. That's basically what's, <laughs> I like this the, is the popularity contest one. I, I like the Megazord because I had the toy for it when I was growing up, and you would have it'd be five toys, and then you would have one big toy. Yeah, it's and called, you can make it five more toys again. I like that better the first time when it was called Voltron. Oh, well, oh, we can't. We can't all be how, how over twenty-five. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what uh, does does the Megazord use any weapons? It has a sword. Oh, just like Voltron. Yeah, well, which oh. let's what see. Are the odds? Let's take a quick quiz and see which one lasted the test of times. Because Power Rangers is still going on, and Voltron is left in the. Which 80s. one had teenagers with attitude? Yeah, where's the White Ranger? He's uh, he's still being the White Ranger. Yeah, he's signing he's, autographs at comic book conventions next to WWF's Virgil. Yeah, well, he's he's uh-huh. also kicking butt in the <laughs> MMA. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say that to his face. Yeah. <laughs> That's how Virgil was. Jason dead. David Frank. No, just his career, kiddo. Oh. Um, all right, so that's our best thing ever. Get online. You can uh, vote by checking out our links on social media. It'll be on Facebook and uh, Twitter at the time of this uh, this recording goes to air. So uh, vote and may the best robot win. Which brings us to uh, our main idea for tonight. Tonight is Back to the Future night. This is kind of a, a fun thing. So this is what I want to see. Uh, there's so many different visions of the future. Tori, you mentioned earlier that a lot of times now what we see when we think the future is uh, post-apocalyptic. We live in a in a world where you can't think about the future without some overturned car and you yeah. know the, the overgrown s- highway skeletal structures of. Uh, I saw a trailer today for some kind of I don't even know it, the, what the movie is, but it's Vin Diesel and I'm like a witch killer or something the like last that. Last witch hunter. The last witch hunter, and uh, I, I don't know I, I don't know anything about it. I, I it was a, a sponsored advertisement for a YouTube video. I was driving, uh, this is just, it, it, this is not a story that anybody cares about, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> I was driving kids to church today. Uh, there were some little, little kids. They needed a ride. So I'm running the bus ministry tonight, filling in. And uh, I had played a clip last time I was with these kids in the van uh, from HomestarRunner.com. Yes. Yes. HomestarRunner.com. It's .net. It's .com. Uh, and I, I had played them. I don't even know why, but I had played them uh, a song from from a strong bad email. Oh man, strong bad. I played him. Come on, for who yes. odds. 
Well, as soon as they got in the car today, this little kid, this little boy named Jakai, who is just, he's all energy. Dude, just, Jakai is awesome. Just, just pure energy. Oh, yeah. Jakai goes, can you play that song? I'm like, what song? He goes, come on. <laughs> That's all he remembers. I said, are you? Like, I didn't even remember that I played it for him. But I turned it on. I said, come on. Guys, I said, come on. Guys. And I'm looking in the rearview mirror and I'm watching these kids that I'm picking up and they're all singing along to this song. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay. And they're like, how do you spell Bahuguwi God so I can download it when I get home? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some things you shouldn't Google. Just hit all the keys until you find it. Uh, anyway, so come on, Bahuguwi Gods. Um, <laughs> what were we even talking about? Last we talking about the future. <laughs> Thank you. We're talking so about the sorry. future that then became our future. <laughs> <You know>. Okay. <laughs> sorry. So I'm pulling up this video for these kids, and and that that comes on as a trailer, and I, I don't know what the movie is, but I, I the volume was off, and uh, and I'm watching Vin Diesel fighting in the uh, post-apocalyptic city streets and everything. Yeah, Tori, it, it's overgrown. It looks very much like I Am Legend. It looks very much like The Last of Us, and, and I, I I see that that's kind of the popular trend in the future is cities are abandoned and people are living in quarantine zones and uh, things are just rubble and falling apart. Um, very different from the future when I was growing up. I feel like we've moved past the whole zombie trope, but not past the whole post-apocalyptic trope. Do you so think, do you think that, that means that people have a very bleak or hopeless outlook for the future? No, I, 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 on, so. if, I mean, if you ask me, I think it's just laziness when it comes to writing. I don't think it's that either. I think it's, it's we, I think they, there's only so many ways you can like do the future thing without it being what we're already doing. I don't know. I feel like we lost imagination for quote-unquote futuristic stuff like Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, but that whole... The technically, whole like, technically, Star Wars was a I'm, long time ago yes, in you. a galaxy far right. away. But the... Uh, I mean, the whole post-apocalyptic post -apocalyptic future uh, is not a new thing. I mean, they were doing that in the 80s with you know Mad Max and I'm sure even before then, just movies I can't recall. Well... The Distant Thunder... <laughs> Say Maybe. Oh, I know. I'm just like, saying. It's like it's not. It's been thief in the night. Thief in the night. Even for thirty you, years now. When you think about the apocalypse, though, it, I mean, when I think of the apocalypse, it's the rapture. But so it's like whenever maybe more people have accepted that the rapture could actually be a thing, and so the post-apocalypse, it's the rapture just took on a new name as post-apocalypse. No, I think post-apocalypse is nuclear nuclear fallout. Nuclear? Nuclear. Nuclear? N nuclear. Nuclear. Is this a, you know, a big radiation fallout where everybody everybody's dead and just those who survive are... Well, a lot of times you see nuclear. Now a, a big thing is, is some kind of virus, like the yeah. viral mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always manifest itself in zombies, but there's mm -hmm. definitely some kind of a contagion. I'm playing a video game right now called Everyone's Gone to the Rapture oh, yeah. uh, on How's PlayStation. It's... A really weird game, yeah. uh, very disconcerting. I mean, they just drop you in the middle of this small town, which is totally abandoned, and let you figure out what's going on. I and see it's it. one of those. It's 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 a beautifully creepy game. Uh, I'm hoping that the payoff is good. Right now, I'm just kind of enduring it to because I'm hoping the payoff is good. But uh, but I've really enjoyed the other stuff by the uh, the, the Santa Monica Studios. So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, this will not disappoint. But I, I think that wh whether you're talking about like the spiritual, like the biblical rapture. Uh, I, I th there's definitely some lean towards that. The, the left behind rapture. The left behind. The, the Kirk Cameron rapture, the, not the Nicolas Cage rapture. <laughs> I've left behind. <laughs> We're doing this again. We're doing it again. It all, it all comes back. <laughs> it all comes back to Nick Cage. Um, but I think that that 
when when I remember growing up that the future was a brighter, shinier place. It was a happier place, you know. It was with, station with, with Jaws sixteen Jaws and 16. hover conversions. Um, what 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 do you what do you guys think when you think of like the future? What's a what's a happy fictional future? Like a place that yeah, I would like to live there. The Bill and Ted future. Now the Bill and Ted future, yeah. Stephen motioning with the uh, the waving guitar motion. Be excellent to each other. That always seemed a little bizarre to me to the, the Bill and Ted future, like very um, surreal, very uh, ethereal. Ethereal. I like it because how it, do they function? What's the society built on? What do they it's eat? Built on rock and roll. Where do they poop? <laughs> In their suits. In the drums. I don't know. Self-filtration. I like it. I like it because it's like. Music is the force behind everything. Like musicians change the world, and it's all good because of the music. I think that's an awesome. Let us idea not of the forget future. that in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, that they had schooling based on Bill and Ted, and they would actually bring in people to come and teach about the subject. That, that would about. be pretty cool. I wouldn't be mad yeah. at you. Yeah, know, Michelangelo is going to come and teach you about being excellent. <laughs> yeah, sure. But uh, I, I think that, like, in Bill and Ted, I mean, just the shoulder pads alone seem un- impossibly <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, they're both 80s movies, so they gave you an 80s future. Yeah. I mean, there's a movie that came out a few years ago called Looper, and I just liked mm. the idea that they, cause, that they did because the future they presented was just, like, a future from today. Like, it wasn't extreme. It was just, like, very subtle changes uh, in technology, but it wasn't outlandish like not everyone was wearing these crazy you know futuristic clothing which here 30 years after 1985 we can see is probably more realistic yeah, yeah. so I mean it, I just I thought it was really good and they hand, they handled it well what's uh what's a futuristic world Tori that you think of as inspiring or a place that you wouldn't you wouldn't mind hanging your hat a place where um creativity is is nurtured uh scholastically where if you're not good at math and science, that doesn't mean you're stupid. But, like, so, like, if you're not good at math and science, but you're good in art, well, it doesn't matter, because you're not good at math and science and grammar and stuff. And it's important to be literate, obviously, but, like, I don't know. Art's cool, too. Do the art thing. So you want a future that's totally built around catering to your own specific (laughs) selection of needs. Um, I'd also like to, I don't know. More coffee for everyone. <laughs> no, like, what? what? You, want, you want to live in Epcot. Is what you, I, think I what would you love to live in Epcot. <laughs> uh, do, do you, can you think of a fictional universe, Josh, that might uh, might have an appeal to you? I don't know about fictional. I think one of the things that we... I, I found myself getting real serious. Uh-oh. You know. I believe the children are the future. <laughs> All right. I feel like I need to pass around a Coke bottle and you know, I'd like <laughs> to teach the world to sing. We're, that, we're over thirty. <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> Neff doesn't get that reference. He was only born in ninety five. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> See there was a, there was a commercial, the Coke commercial. It's not worth your uh, effort, no. Is it not? Okay. All right, Google it. Um, <laughs> but be, That's care- I be careful what you type. Um <laughs> I don't know. I think that we live in this world where we think, and, and especially in, in a Christian world, where we think, uh, you know, the the good future is 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 a future, you know, of of the rapture of Christ's return, and so we automatically think that things have to get worse before they get better, hmm. mm-hmm. and so, and I think that that's where everybody's creativity goes to many times is that, you know, because uh, we, uh, you think about it right now, uh, things are not getting better. No. Um, 
we'd like for them to get better, but is it possible for them to get better? You know, who knows? Um, but, uh, dude, I, I do, I do like the Bill and Ted future. <laughs> Excellent. Be, because it is based from station. The 80s. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, uh, I, I'm a little I partial guess. to the Star Trek future. I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation again on Netflix, and I, I think that maybe incorporates Tori. You know, in, in I'm watching Star Trek, and here you have the chief engineer on the flagship of the, the Federation, the Enterprise. You've got Jordy LaForge. You have the chief medical officer. They're moving crates down in the uh, – and they're, they're getting some things set up in the storage bay, and they're rehearsing – for I am the very model of a modern major general. <laughs> so there, there's an appreciation for for art and for culture in in Star Trek. I mean, uh, yeah. th- there are, data is is an android life form, and he also plays violin and paints. And uh, I like data. so there, well, there's a culture of of art. There's a culture of uh, Jean Luc Picard is is the the ultimate sci-fi yeah. Renaissance man. Well, you go like in Star. I think Star Trek Generations was the one with. Uh, Don't well, ever mention Generations. Okay. Well. No, there's a, there's a feature I guess on the ship where they can go back and not back in time but like they can simulate well, the, yeah and, and Star Trek which I think is really cool there, oh yeah there's like a there's a thing called ship. it's called the holodeck yeah, yeah that's yeah, so the cool if there's I one thing from that. the future that I could bring forth today that I would oh, enjoy is the holodeck. holodeck yeah and and that's actually one of the coolest things about the the whole run of Next Generation is that every now and again they would have a period piece episode mm-hmm. where it's uh, Captain Picard had a, 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 a pulp novel that he was a fan of, and he would go into the holodeck and do these simulations as Dixon Hill, private investigator that's in the so 19, cool. 1920s. You know, and it's, that's really awesome. Uh, or Data would go back, Data and Jordy as uh, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. and they would do those adventures. So yeah, I would, I'd bring a holodeck. But Star Trek, Star Trek's my my ideal future. That's where I would. That's, that's where solid. I want. Solid. Um, what 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 do you think? What do you think the world will actually look like thirty years from now? Oof. Probably about the same. With really weird looking iPhones <laughs> and really cool looking cars. Are they going to get bigger or smaller? Yeah, I, like that's the, yes. I thought phones were getting smaller. Right, and, and now bigger. Like <laughs> our pockets will just slowly get larger. Eventually, we'll finally get like the Google Glass to work correctly. And yeah, like would you like the Google Glass? Too. Would you wear those? No. I don't want to accidentally be wearing it while I go to the bathroom. I'm just yeah, that'd be really <laughs> looking at my phone all of a sudden. Oh, 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 no, I'm no, no. Periscoping my two. <laughs> <laughs> it just heart, 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 just going up like, no, what I, are you doing? Now, now, now Josh, you have, uh, you're, you're a dad. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a father as well. I have a 13-year-old son. And uh, your daughter is? 14. 14 years old. And I have a 9-year-old. And then you have a 9-year-old. So when you have uh, children that don't know the world prior to the internet, that don't know what the world was like in the 80s, I think about my son, who's a, he loves old video games, he loves different things from the 80s. I think that if I dropped him down in 1985, he would probably kill himself. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he can handle it. I don't think that he could he could function. There's such a different uh, a different functioning. There's such a different mentality. There's such a different way that kids process information now. Um, seven eight five five six four six. That was the girl's number who lived across the street from me that I used to go and play on the swing set with. Her name was Jessica, and that was her number. Seven eight five five six four six. I just learned my wife's phone number. Like a couple months ago, I still don't know my wife. That's why I know because I, I never. I, I just I tell Blake's. Siri to call her, and it's. I a know Blake's deal. number. We but but these days, like 
kids don't we have, we have kids show up to the youth group and it's like hey fill out your information card they're like i don't know where i live it's like what then oh. how do you go home <laughs> you just go to there just, just my mom picks in. me up yeah uh, i think this the the generation that we live in the world we live in is is accustomed to a very very different uh, way of learning a, day, a way of processing information i want to know what the extension of that's going to look like in the future it would be interesting it would be interesting. This summer, I was uh, at an event in Tennessee, and uh, and all of the cell towers went down for four hours no. from North Florida all the way to Kentucky. Hmm. God help True you. True story. Most of Kentucky didn't notice the difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was like people lost their minds. <laughs> they, they couldn't call anybody. We ate Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Chad? And he wasn't even one of the good ones. <laughs> They they could they didn't know how to get anywhere. Yeah, they they couldn't look up anything. They no. were just it was it was hilarious. Right, oh, and a little scary too. Yeah, I mean that's for, that's really how the apocalypse attacks. happens. Forget yeah. a terrorist attack. They just take down cell phone towers and we're done. We're done. HG Wells came on ourselves. Yeah, uh, I mean think about the the economics of it that stop. I mean communications. Uh, uh, all of your money disappears. You, you might be the, you, the, there's no difference between a rich man and a poor man when the uh, when the computer shut down. This was why you kids were too young to remember, but Y2K was scary, scary stuff. Well, Tony, when, it, when we like, weren't partying like it was 1999, we were partying like it was the end of the world. What you were saying with the kids nowadays, they don't have to remember their address and stuff because they have all the access on their phone. But think about one day when they don't have that knowledge and that stuff goes down. Yeah. Then they have to live off their smarts, but. When they're so used to having instant knowledge and instant access to all that stuff that they didn't have to remember before. Do you remember sitting at dinner with friends and somebody like, oh, what was that movie that guy was in? And actually having to think about it instead of just IMDBing it. And you remember when IMDB wasn't a verb? <laughs> you ever think about how babies nowadays that are being born will never know, like, never have to go through a VHS to DVD phase? My sister I'll say, doesn't. I'll say most That's most crazy. kids that were born past the year 2000 don't have to worry That's about so that. That's so freaky to me. There was a video that I watched <laughs> of kids um, that were they were given a Walkman and a cassette, and they tried to figure out how to make them work together. So kids react, and they couldn't they couldn't do it. They didn't know to take the cassette out of the case, and then once they kind of figured it out, they didn't know what to do. And it was, I, I just I don't know. I feel like Makes were we just idea. smarter, or. Well, no, like, because if you gave an iPhone to someone who was in the 80s... There's they'd... one button. They'd figure it out. Well, I'm just saying. It's just a different thing. It's not <laughs> smarter or stupider. It's different. So it's like, I don't know what this is because I don't deal with it's this every day. It's a different smart. It's, yeah, a, different, it's, like it's a different smart. Yeah. You're, you're smart for what you have now because you don't need to know the I, other stuff. I saw I saw a reaction. I think it was the same same YouTube channel, the same video, or a video from the same people. They did a VCR, and one of the kids thought the VCR tape was a phone. Oh, and I was like, what is, no, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't know how to work the VCR, and I'm like, you press play, you gotta rewind it first. Steven, did you just fall asleep? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Steven just fell asleep for a second in the middle of our podcast. I'm sorry, I've been up, I've been up since. I'm sorry, since sorry, four. kids, we're boring, Steve. No, no, I'm just very tired. With our old tiny I, I talk. I sweat a lot tonight. Okay, so what do you want to see in the future? What okay, if is hoverboards your number one wish and desire? Like if this if this is the future that we live in, it's 2015. It's October 21st, 2015. The future arrives today. What's the one thing that you say, "Yes, now it's here. This is the future." Actual virtual reality. 
actual not Oculus Rift virtual reality? Or? No, like I can put on these glasses and I can feel like like if I can watch a movie and feel like I'm in the movie, like knowing that that nothing's gonna happen, that'd be cool. Or if I'm playing a video game and I can actually feel like I'm playing, like legitimately playing the video. Next game. time you watch a movie. Watch it with that in mind and say, would I actually want to be in this movie? Most movies are not designed that to be enjoyable from from. I just want to run from a raptor in Jurassic Park. <laughs> you just want to run. I don't want to run from a raptor. Just going. I want to ride my until they eviscerate you. So. Wanna ride well, no, you like, it's a movie. Show so a little respect. You're good, <laughs> like Chris Pratt. <laughs> what what do, you, what do you want to see, Neff? What what's your like? This the future is now because I have this. We have this. Uh, real or fictional? Well, I like hoverboards. That's really cool because I, I I'm not. Coordinated enough to ride an actual skateboard. So a hoverboard seems so a lot safer. Floating in the cool. air is going to be better. Than well, I've seen the, the, the technology. Let me makes just go ahead and so take the hit easy. for you, bro. I don't think fat kids would like hoverboards. No, okay, that's a good point. Then never mind. I'll strike that off the record. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. I just like where everything is going as far as technology. I mean, I saw a thing the other day. <laughs> I made a thing when I was a little kid. It was a trash can on a on wheels. And for a little science fair project and somebody actually made it and I'm like the future is now <laughs> I have created it and someone took the idea from me who didn't even know when me, I was a kid it... we called that R2-D2 <laughs> I was so happy I was like this is what I dreamt when I was a kid and now someone actually made it with actual like trying to do it I, I just put remember, a trash can on a I on remember a the kid that made the, uh, the the power drill with the fork on it for eating spaghetti easily yes. <laughs> that is a master of industry uh, Josh is there any kind of future things that you would like to see that, that would be the hallmark of tomorrow for you? I'm very disappointed that we don't have flying cars. <laughs> oh, Think of the logistics of that, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, people can't drive today. Imagine if they're in the air. Oh, I know, but I still want one. <laughs> Think about I do. I still want one. one. Think about the carpool car. lanes. It's so expensive. <laughs> it's like 40 grand. It's 39 <laughs> The price is right. Thank you, Goldie Wilson the third. Thank you. What his grandpa was. Tori, uh, Tori, what's something for you that says it's tomorrow now? Something to do with the kitchen. Because every time in the kitchen. See, and you like, want to go to another time and not be treated like a woman, but you go straight to the kitchen. <laughs> this is what I want it to be that for me. So I just go in and it's all like I don't have to preheat the so oven. So you, you want the Jetsons kitchen. Can. You want the yeah. everything, the Instamatic. I like, I like the, uh, the food hydrator. The food dehydrator. Food now, hydrator. Yeah. <laughs> now, this isn't really a future thing, but in the movie Spy Kids, there's a scene that stuck with me yes. until today. Oh, I, I know exactly where, what you're talking about. Josh, do you know this movie Spy Kids? Oh, yes. Okay. And <laughs> and I can't remember the actress's or the character's name, but it's the girl, the daughter. Can we IMDb Carmen. that? Carmen. 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 Carmen Elizabeth. I think her name is Alexa Vega. I think it's Alexa Vega. It is Alexa Vega. And her, Carmen was a girl. Carmen was a girl. Anyway, they I find their little. little brother's name. Yeah, I know, Junie. He does. He's really Have good. Have they at invented mimicking. a device that can help us find a point to the story yet? <laughs> he. So they're they're in this little spy hideout thing, and she like grabs this box of stuff and puts it in this microwave thing. And when they open it up, it's a Big Mac and fries. Yes. And that blew yes. my ten year old <laughs> chubby awesome. kid mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's all I wanted. I dra- literally Christmas had dreams about that. But one line. <laughs> that spy kid's Big Mac thing. McDonald's exactly. now. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> so if that technology exists, I will die fat and happy. <laughs> So to me, and I, I know that I'm going back to my ideal future scenario, but I want a teleporter. I want a transporter oh, from Star Trek. There you go. Can it do it? Because you know, I don't, I don't have the power, Captain. I think that the, the the transporter technology is awesome because in Star Trek they have the the food replicator. 
So you can just say, oh, gray, hot, and it, woo, and it makes you hot tea. Oh, or, you know, you can say, I want creme brulee. Boom, and there's some creme brulee. Or, you know, well, there's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy one where it takes what you're craving and makes it for you. Yeah, but in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it makes a, a liquid which was almost but not entirely unlike tea. <laughs> so, Good point. So don't forget. We, we want to have that Trek technology, man. We're going to leave Hitchhiker's Guide. That's solid. But, uh, but also to... just think about the practicality of this. Yeah. You have to be at school, Tori, at 11 o'clock. You roll out of bed at 10.59. And I just be there. Energized. Good to go. <laughs> and still in your jammies. Would much now rather it's, Now it's the Jetsons than... just going through like what George Jetson does in the morning where he goes through like the shower all on like the assembly belt line and, or and whatever. And just think, if, the, if your personal transporter has your DNA and your chemical makeup in it, then it can no, transport you, can you and not transport any of the dirt that's on you. Instant yeah, shower. Boom. See, now we're saving water and that's good for the environment. Yeah, dude. Um, can, you, can you think of a... If you had your audience with uh, someone from the future, what question would you ask them? From the future? What? Someone from the future. Someone who knows what's going to happen. Would you want to know the future? Oh, no. Has Jesus come back yet? No. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Like he did for uh, some of us. Yeah, uh, that would be really impressive. Uh, I'm still nope. bitter about that. <laughs> still bitter. No, uh, I don't want to know. You don't want to know at all? I don't want to know. Why? Because I've seen way too many time travel stories knowing never leads to good things uh, nobody no, should know too much just, about their own future unless you're wearing a bulletproof vest okay that's, libyans that's shoot true, you but i have an interesting uh, theory about that by the way i don't know if it's an on-the-air conversation or not oh, let's make it an on-the-air conversation okay. oh, what, are you, what are you referring to back to the future okay what's something neff that you would uh, want to know or, or would you want to know something from uh, uh, someone from the future I'd go to the future just walk up to somebody and be like hey did uh, did that did that artist Neff did he win that Grammy <laughs> be like oh yeah he won like eight of them I'm, I'm like, sorry who you're right <laughs> or he'd say that or he'd say oh sorry who but the eight. Cobra yeah, say, but yeah. you should hear that, that should put TCYB. some money on Neff you know, who, who thought that he would have beat Miami for the World <laughs> Series. That, hey, now of all the Back to the Future thing, that's actually kind of cool. I did have, are the Cubs are the Cubs eliminated yet? I have no idea. My phone is they're at they're near. about to be just last, about to be. Last they're, game they're, is tonight. But of all the times, of all the years that this could possibly happen, yep. it is pretty cool. They were down three games to none, and but they could still come it's back. It's okay. It's six to one right now. Oh, oh, oh six to who's, one. Wait, okay, who's so winning? They're, they're who's winning? Who's winning? The Mets. Oh no! The Billy Goat curse. Stephen has a whole theory to cover that. it's Eastwood Ravine. Yeah, it should have it should have been Clayton. Ravine, that's the mess. The whole thing, mess the whole thing up. Poor Steve Barton. I think that would, they actually do a feature of that on the new uh, the new Back to the Future 30th anniversary really? set. They have the future that should have been, and they show they, it's like a documentary about the movie 2015, and they explain it away by saying that by going back and fixing the things that they fixed and correcting alternate 1985, that they prevented that future from happening and made it this future. I'm just gonna give all of my money to Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Why not? Just have have your paycheck direct deposited into their. <laughs> That's account. fine. Yeah. Um, so so would you want to know? You're talking. Someone from the future walks through the door. Would, what question would you ask them, or would you not want to know? Uh, I I want to know if ever if it get if it got be- if things ever got like relations got better between like countries because I mean right now there's certain countries that are doing well really well together, but then there are other things, and then there are a lot of things. If we get past. This whole thing with America going on right now, with all the the race things going on, which really stink. Like everybody's, you know, there's a lot of people dying in that, whether it be on both sides, which really stinks. So I just want to know if we get past that in the future, you know, if things get better as far as all this, as if we can get to peace, you know, that's the one that I want to find out. And if I find out that it didn't, I want to make sure that it does happen in the alternate future. <laughs> 
Uh, that's why in Star Trek everything's better. In Star <laughs> Trek, we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah. Unless you're a Klingon. Uh, Josh, <laughs> anything? What, what would you ask from someone from the future? Do you not want to know? I don't want to know. No? I, I'm with Tori on that. Uh, nothing good. Nothing good. Nothing good. Come, come from nowhere. <laughs> no, it comes from the, uh, nothing. The only thing I'd want to know is if Leonardo DiCaprio ever wins an Oscar. Okay, no. you know what? I may ask that one. But I mean, other than that. <laughs> he won an Oscar for the Cat in the Hat reboot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, really? Let me make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Leo, but I don't want this. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough thing. And sometimes, this is what I was thinking about, and I don't want to shift gears and get all super spiritual on you, but I was reading in my Bible the other day. What? <clears throat> Excuse me. Your paper Bible? Yes, I had a paper from Bible. From the past? Uh, I was reading that uh, that old tome, and uh, I was in John 13, and it's the Last Supper, and you got Jesus and the disciples, and, and you know the scene. They're all sitting around the same side of the table, the whole deal. And uh, Jesus washes the feet, and he says, one of you is going to betray me. And it was the going to that caught my, my mind, because Jesus right there says, by the way, I'm from the future. I'm here to warn you. I mean, he says something out of time. He says something that kind of reveals his eternal nature. And he's like, by the way, here's a thing that hasn't happened yet that's about to happen. And then the rest of John 13 and and ongoing, Jesus just starts busting out all this like future knowledge. Uh, they're like, hey, who's going to betray you? Is it me? Is it him? It's Peter, isn't it? And and they, they all started asking these questions. And, uh, you know, Judas kind of gets called out a little bit and he he takes off. And uh, Jesus is like, so, I got to go. And they're like, but we just sat down to eat. He's like, no, no, I got to go, go. And uh, and again, he's telling them, I'm about to die. I'm about to be taken from you. And again, their reaction is, what? No, we're going to come with you. We've been with you for like three years. We're going with you, right? And uh, then a third time, Jesus says, uh, yeah, Peter, you're going to uh, you're going to betray me. And then cockadoodle doo, deny me, deny me. Yeah. Uh, three. Th- there's Jesus is giving them things that have not yet happened, which re- reveals a lot about his eternal nature. It reveals that hey, I know what's going to happen. I know which wh- which has not happened yet, and I'm here at this moment to do something about it. Now. What did Peter's reaction was? I'll follow you anywhere. I'm going to follow you. I'll follow you to death. Wherever they're going to take you, I'm I'm right with you. I will I'll never. Peter tries to do the I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you thing, uh, and, and I think that Jesus stops him to show no. You know that's my role. That's not your role, because Jesus says no. You're not only and I wish I had my my Bible here with me. I don't. Jesus says you know not only are you going to betray me, you're going to betray me three times. You know before the rooster crows. And the very next verse is so so many times we we don't connect it to that because it ha- takes place a chapter later, but the scene hasn't changed and the crowd hasn't changed and the, the environment and the context hasn't changed. Jesus doesn't go well. Subject change because things just got awkward real quick. Jesus said, "You're going to deny me three times. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me." And Jesus brings a reassuredness to Peter in the midst of his betrayal. In telling him his betrayal, so many times we say that Jesus is calling Peter out. But I think what Jesus is doing is being an eternally minded shepherd, leader, pastor to this group of men. 
is that he's creating a more eternal minded vision for them because he then goes on in very you know famous passage of scripture he's like in my father's house there are many mansions i'm going to prepare a place for you and i'm gonna come back and get you to take you to that place he's like if it weren't so i would have told you and then, of course, Thomas, well, how are we going to get to this place? Because they're still thinking about following him. This is only two sentences after they said, we'll follow you anywhere. And Jesus said, you already know the way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am life. And Jesus shares this with them. This is all one conversation that's happening. And Jesus is painting a picture of you guys have followed me everywhere. And I believe that if you could, if it was within you, you would follow me to the cross. But I'm going to the cross so you can follow me beyond the cross because mm -hmm. what you're doing right now is not what is meant to fill up the rest of the book of John because I still have the book of Acts for you and I still have stories that are going to continue to be told for hundreds of years and for thousands of years and we are still living that story out today Jesus is speaking to us saying I'm going to take this walk so that you can take that walk. And in that context, in, the, in those chapters, he begins to promise them, look, there's going to be a comforter coming. The Holy Spirit is coming. He's going to empower you to do greater things than I've even ever done. Jesus is straight up spitting future things at them because he's establishing vision for his people. He's letting them know, look, things are going to be bad. People are going to come against you. People are going to hate you. And for the next three chapters, this is Jesus's last night with his guys. And you can see from the end of John 13, all the way to John 14, John 15, John 16, all red letters. That's all Jesus is doing. He's just loading them up with, so this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I need you to do this. And he underscores everything with one message that goes all the way through it. You got to love me and you got to love each other. You have to love me. There's no way you're getting out of this thing unless you love me, unless you abide in me, and unless you love each other. Vertically and horizontal. Vertical and horizontal. Because there's a bigger story that I'm painting. There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture that's happening here. I'm going to the cross and you're going to come home to me. So I think about like the message that we could get from the future. And is it going to be flying cars? Is it going to be who's going to win the World Series? Gray's Sports Almanac and all these cool and interesting messages. But the greatest message that we have from the future is that Jesus, and it came from 2,000 years in the past, is that Jesus went to the cross for us and he has gone to prepare a place for us. And just like he promised, I'm coming to this world to, to die to save you, he also promises that he's coming back to redeem and restore us. That is the ultimate promise of the future. And I, and I might be preaching to the choir here, but maybe somebody needs to hear that today and be encouraged that our future is decided. How we get there, that's up to how we choose to live and how we choose to love. But our future is solid. It is decided, it is spoken, and it is written. Christ will return. He's going to make all things new. And uh, and he's doing it because he loves us and for his own glory. So uh, be encouraged by that today. I don't know if there's hoverboards in heaven, but I do know that when we get there, we're going to be, uh, we will not be sad or feel like we are missing anything at all. So uh, I'm encouraged by that. I hope that you guys are too. Everything's Bill and Ted. We'll have to do every rose has its thorn to get it. Every rose. Well, every you know, rose. Has a soul. Jesus definitely has a, a very strong message, and that is be excellent to each other. <laughs> so. Just like every Station! Cannot sad, argue with that. Indeed. Um, well, guys, I, I guess that kind of brings us, the future is now, that brings us to the end of, uh, of our little journey tonight. Uh, hope you guys brought enough plutonium for the ride home. 
We don't need to because we got, got Mr. Trash. Fusion. Yeah. You got trash. There's no Mr. Fusion. It's 2015. Oh. And I have not seen a Mr. Fusion yet. Right. I appreciate that there, there's a pile of trash underneath your feet, Neff, but you're, yeah. you're going to have to sweep that up. That's not getting anybody home. Oh. <laughs> but uh, any uh, final thoughts, reflections, arguments, questions? We're living in the future. We are living in the future. Every moment that we live in is the future, and then it becomes the past. The only thing that's solid is eternity. That's where Jesus is, and that's where... I plan on being too. If you if you don't know how to get there, uh, it's as simple as this. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and confess with your mouth, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from an eternity separated from God. So uh, you don't have to do anything. It's not about being religious or joining a church or shaving your head or eating nothing but broccoli. It's all about trusting in God and just believing on him for salvation. Jesus loves you so much that he gave his life because he'd rather die than, uh, than live without you. So uh, trust in him and love him. Uh, if you're not sure where to start, if you have a Bible on hand or if you can download a Bible app, I would really encourage you to read through the book of John. It's a great way to learn about the person of Jesus and who he is and what he, he is all about. And, uh, and of course, you can reach out to us. Email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com, or uh, you can even connect with us on Twitter. We would love to uh, talk with you and, and pray with you or whatever we can do to serve you, man, because uh, we're all just a bunch of geeks on this Godward journey, one with the other. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, we so much, uh, we're so thankful that you would uh, take your time to listen. And uh, if you made it this far, you are a true uh, enterprising young person. Uh, for producer Steve-O. Your future's not written yet, so make the best of it, all of you. <laughs> the lovely Tory Line. Good night, everyone. <laughs> the big man Quentin Neff. Great Scott. That was terrifying. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the beautiful and talented Joshua Martin. 1.21 gigawatts. There it is. Hey. <laughs> Wait, what the heck is a gigawatt? <laughs> My name is Tony T. Uh, until next time, you ain't got to go home. But we, we just can't stay here. You guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are gonna love it.